day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 51 of Shop Talk. Today is a very special episode because we're joined with by some of the rookie rewatch team. We have Emily, Chelsea, and Martha here. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, they've joined us before and we're back to talk all things Brolin. So I've got Carrie here and we are ready to rock and roll with the Brolin. Um, over the weekend, we watched a couple episodes featuring Brolin's best moments. Um, so we'll be talking about the shakeup now and then triple duty and ACH. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but as I was watching the episodes, like, for the rewatch and then for the outline, I noticed that there were quite a few parallels. And, like, they went farther than just Brolin. So, for 117 and 212, like, we had Jackson struggling with his relationships. Lucy was struggling internally, um, you know, with kind of what happened in the past. Um, and I know, Emily, I think you were tweeting and you had talked about the parallels for um, 313 and 405. What were some of those that you had kind of noticed? Oh, three, um, three, thirteen, and four hundred five. I don't know, but I, I, I know that like I noticed that, um, like pretty much all of those, like Lucy was like going through something. Mm-hmm. I did think about this that it was interesting because the two twelve and the three thirteen brought up lucy's kidnapping both of those did so that was interesting um yeah and jackson and jackson and lucy were both having like having to like sort of relive their trauma like he was reliving his trauma in 313 and she was reliving it in 212 anyway that's what i noticed i love those uh those parallels um we do have some news this week so carrie do you want to take it away with the first part of it oh sure um so this week we found out that we have premiere dates for both of uh the rookie and the rookie feds um the rookie will be back on september 25th and then uh on september 27th uh the rookie feds will premiere yeah um, and then Deadline had also reported that Britt Robertson will be starring in The Rookie Feds as Laura Senson. Um, and the synopsis on her character is that she's the black sheep of the family of brilliant academics and the youngest person ever allowed into the FBI's behavioral anal- analysis unit. Um, but after discovering that her boyfriend had been cheating on her with her best friend, she fell into a slump and... Um, you know, it's kind of like how could a criminal criminal profiler miss that the people closest to her were liars. So she's given a lifeline in Guards' new unit um, and she's ready to like throw her socially awkward, workaholic, book smart self back into the job. So um, it'll be interesting to see. What do you guys think of this news? When I first saw this, I... Um... I think I was at work. And so obviously when I'm at work, my phone just decides to blow up notifications. <laughs> so I noticed in this group chat I was in, they're like, oh, there's a new you know, character. And they're like, she's a lot like Lucy. So I had been seeing a lot of negatives with this news. And I was like, well, I mean, like part of me is like, okay, they're the same writers for the rookie. Obviously there's going to be 
you know parallels between characters but also it's like you know Melissa O'Neill and Britt Robertson are two different people two different actresses so we don't know how this is going to play out with them because they obviously going to have two different styles of how they act stuff out so I'm excited to see what Robertson brings to the table I'm excited for feds I am so excited so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I have to add on to what Martha said like I've seen a few negative comments about it when I and I didn't see the synopsis for her character I just seen where she was joining the cast for it and I have to say, I'm actually excited because I remember watching her. I've only watched her in, like, one thing, but I remember watching her in The Longest Ride, I think it was. And she done a really good job in that. So I'm excited excited to see her character in it. Yeah, I'm excited for the feds. I'm, like, I kind of take those, those, like, just, like, write-ups and descriptions with kind of a grain of salt um but uh they haven't started shooting yet so things are gonna kind of work together but I'm excited I'm excited for the feds yeah yeah I know um like you said Martha like when you're at work everything just kind of happens and like that just happens to be when all the news drops like I had a really busy day at work so I couldn't like read the deadline article like in full but I was definitely seeing some people's comments about it and I mean, I've really only watched Brit in, like, movies, um, so it'll be interesting to see how she, um, you know, kind of is opposite Simone, who is going to be, like, the oldest rookie, and then she's the youngest person, so it'll be interesting to see how those, like, dynamics play out, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm in, like, the minority, I guess, of, like, I'm really excited, and, like, I mean, I've seen, like, Britt Robertson and different TV shows and movies like over the years so like I have an idea of what she like brings to each of her roles and like I feel like most of the negatives at least that I saw were about her unfortunate streak with TV shows um, and how long they last um, but like the ones that I know her from were very, like I don't know she just has like a wide range on her resume of different shows like she's done sci-fi she's done drama she just was on big sky which is another abc Mm -hmm. show um like this past year um yeah she's definitely been on a lot of abc shows for sure but yeah so that's kind of the news for this week i mean it was nice to like have some more news about the rookie feds um and i don't know i mean like the rookie kind of just like subtly dropped the you know the premiere dates and they were like okay so who's excited for september 25th and i was like wait that's actually when they're gonna come back so it's nice because now we can all kind of like plan our rewatches and podcast episodes around that so um yeah but we are going to go ahead and talk about Brolin now because there's four episodes, coincidentally, one from each season. Um, and yeah, we'll kind of start off with our favorite Brolin moments. So, Emily, why don't you start? Uh, yeah, so mine um, is kind of a small one, and it's not in any of the episodes that we rewatched this weekend. Um, 
Um, but I kind of have this little soft spot for that moment in 408 when Tim endorses John um, for union rep. Um, you have these little, you have these moments like all throughout the series that where you see Tim, like he's like kind of, that's their dynamic. Like he's, he's annoyed by Nolan and Nolan talks too much. And it's like, it's really, really funny. Um, but every, like every so often, like, I think in like almost every Berlin episode, you see Tim kind of give like a nod or like a look of respect. Um, so like to see that kind of come sort of full circle, um, and that one it was kind of like the ultimate show of respect. I don't know. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Chelsea? What was your favorite Brolin, Brolin moment so far? Personally, I enjoy, I just enjoy them overall. And I don't know that there's necessarily a specific scene because I said there's a few good ones. Um, but like, I, one that I really enjoyed, and I don't know what episode it was exactly, it was when him, when Nolan and Tim were discussing Nolan wanting to be a T.O. And I said, I think that was interesting because I said, I know, I'm sure Nolan knows, like, Tim has a lot of advice to offer there from where he's been one for so long. I mean, he'd be a person to look up to on that specific route. But then I said, too, there was another scene where um, it was when Lucy went undercover for the first time. And you could obviously tell Tim was worried yeah. about her. And um, Nolan knew that because Nolan even, I mean, Nolan even looked at him and said, like, you're worried about Lucy or something like that. And I said, I think that was a nice one because I said you know it, it it's nice to see like people like it was nice to see that Nolan picked up on that and like was asking him about that and stuff but I I love all the bro Brolin moments though I think they're all good like yeah yeah they definitely I mean I feel like they kind of outweigh each other like or you know they balance each other out I guess um you know with Nolan kind of being like the soft like hearted guy um and Tim kind of being like the gruff and tough like exterior so what are some of your favorite Brolin moments Martha so when I was thinking about this I had two come up so the first one I can't remember the exact episode but it was when Lucy and Tim walked up to Nolan. He was at the front desk. And I can't remember the exact conversation, but Nolan was like, oh, like, I don't have a straight shot to becoming whatever position he was going for. Because we all know that Nolan changes his career every season. <laughs> um, respectfully, but like also. Um, and then Tim was like, you really actually thought you still had a shot after that? I think it was in season three. I can't remember. But I was like, yeah, that was, that was a good was moment. I think that was I want to say 303 because 301 he like wanted to be a detective like you know mm. that was his whole thing and then like he was told that he couldn't do that because of the um Armstrong thing sorry I forgot his name um very good I think I think so. that sounds accurate because I remember that it had something to do with Armstrong so I was like oh yeah, yeah maybe it's season three somewhere 
I know, so, yeah, yeah, I know it's towards the beginning, like the first half of season three. I don't know if 303 is the exact episode. It was whatever time. I think it was the same episode where they were wearing the polos and like the shooting, um, like qualifications. Yeah. Um, at the range. I think that was 303. Possibly. And then my other favorite one. So, uh, it was when An- uh, Angela told Tim to like narrow down the guest list and then Tim and Nolan were in the car and Nolan's talking to the guest on the phone. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, Tim was crying in bed all day. And then Tim's like, why'd you tell them that? He's like, it painted, helped painted the picture. Yeah. And <laughs> Nolan just has this like, well, I got the job done, right? Like, I mean, the guest list is down and yeah, so. Tim's face in that entire sequence, I was like, just say that you're not happy with the way that he's doing it and move along <laughs> like come on yeah like eric's facial expressions just they're so memeable it, yeah. it's so memeable i love it so much <laughs> john nolan is memeable too like as a character very memeable yeah carrie what are yours because i know you've got some um, good ones well i do like as i was I just thought of another one from 212. I have a couple, I guess, from 212. The first one is still just like Tim's delivery of like after John's like, well, who goes first? And he's like, I do. Like, he's just so like blunt about it. I don't know why it's two words. I don't know why it makes me laugh. Like every single time I watch it, like without fail, um, it just makes me chuckle. And it like that one. And then like later on in that same episode when, um, Tim asks John like you know like he and Lucy are close like you know how is she doing like really doing like I liked that moment because it was kind of a you know just like because they both care about Lucy in different ways so I kind of thought that was like a nice like they're on the same kind of level with that um and then I don't know I just like that I think it was in the Halloween episode or no it was somewhere in season four um, when Nolan had mentioned that like, you know, Tim had given him like books or something about like training and stuff. And so I just like that Tim's like on board with Nolan's career path for now anyway, because who knows it could change in season five. Yeah. Um, I feel like we saw those training books or am I just thinking things? Was it the episode where Tim became sergeant? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was 402. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was off. I saw, I saw a book of bags. I don't remember seeing the ba- the books. Maybe I mean, it was maybe the were. bag maybe of books. Were. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I remember seeing Nolan like carrying those around and someone asking him what they were and him explaining. But I could be remembering that wrong, so... I don't know off the top of my head. That's going to bug me now. I don't know. Um, yeah, so on a, like one of, I don't really have like a specific scene or episode that's my favorite um, of theirs, but I don't know, like any of the looks, their looks to each other, like, because they're so different, but yet there's so much meaning behind them. Like no one will look to Tim to make sure that what they're doing is right. And, you know, Tim gives approving looks to him, like letting him know that he's doing a good job. So we saw that in all four of these episodes, but I don't, I mean, they're throughout the series too. Um, 
And then honestly, Tim just like not wanting to deal with Nolan's BS is always like one of my favorite things. Like in um, Now and Then, when he's like, wait, a ride along? Favorite, one of my favorite moments ever. So, yeah. Um, what about, we'll talk about some of the Brolin highlights in 117. Emily, do you want to start us off? Yes. Um, so in the shakeup, um, we see Nolan, they're all in the, um, the, on the roll call room and Nolan raises his hand, uh, when they, the protection detail came up and he's volunteering, um, and Tim jumped at the chance saying, um, they haven't had a chance to bond yet. Um, and I'm just like, I want to interject with, um, something, but like, I, I, like, I noticed this on my last rewatch of like, what, like what prompted him to, um, to join up with Nolan. Like I, I started to think of like what, um, what episodes were before like he started like like 115 he started thinking about becoming a sergeant and then the next one was when Anderson died so um or or was it just he was curious as like why is he like why is no one volunteering I don't know but I'm like always looking (laughs) looking at like he's always like Tim's always thinking I'm always wanting to know what's inside of his head um but um yeah, I don't know. Like, had he worked with Jackson at this point? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I think he like, he teamed up with him early. Yeah. So maybe it was like he just wanted to like find out what Nolan was about to, you know? Yeah. It was like, well, Lucy's my partner. I like partnered up with Jackson. Now let's see mm-hmm. what the other one's like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like just because he had like that like slight smirk on his face, though, as he was saying it, that like he kind of just wanted to screw with him yeah just to like really that was a thought too yeah yeah well just because it's like you know he like for as much as like you know because nolan would get you know mistaken for the one that's like you know in charge or whatever because he's older but it's like tim just likes to be in control of situations and so i feel like it was just an just another opportunity to kind of have that like upper hand but just with a different person well and I feel like we've heard him say that he loves to scare rookies off the job so like I feel like he knew that he wouldn't be able to scare John Nolan off but like just kind of like maybe rattle him a little bit I don't know it was it was interesting that's for sure yeah um, and then, um, yeah, Nolan's face when he, like, when Tim volu- volunteered to team up with him. Um, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Like, what did I get myself into? What is, what's, what's ahead for me? Because <laughs> of all the stories, I'm sure that Lucy has said about him and Jackson, probably. Um, and then, um, Later on, we see them walking out of the locker room in their signature wardrobes, Tim with the jacket unbuttoned over a shirt and gray and a gray shirt and Nolan in plaid. Um, I love that um, 
that tweet that y'all put out today with the with the pod like I love like because that was like that was one of the things that I really noticed uh that was like one of their like parallels from all of those uh episodes was their wardrobe um and and like right between like uh season two and season three it like switched um but like their whole like I think like that Brolin cut like the wardrobe is like a gray and a blue um oh for sure yeah yeah and there's like there's colors in 405 just not yes yeah um and I put like I I don't remember if I did it during the rewatch or did it during the week but like I was like wanting to like I think I did a tweet where I was just kind of like an appreciation for that like just how that just sort of parallels I wanted to I wanted to tag Julia on that but I don't think she's on Twitter anymore but if you're listening Julia (laughs) like I love that. I love that sort of how that carried that specific look to them, how it carried over. Yeah, I think it's cool that it's stayed consistent. You know, it's kind of just their personalities at this point. Like, no one is in a plaid Carhartt, which is like a total dad like construction, you know, I feel like outfit. And then Tim's just like in the casual, like cool, you know, shirt and over shirt so why does this feel like a comment on men's clothes because when i film tiktoks this is so random obviously the ladies they have very distinct you know personalities when it comes to their outfits but when i go for like you know dressing up as like tim nolan gray wesley i don't have to put too much thought in it respectfully <laughs> like i'll just put on a tank top and then throw over like a plaid shirt and i just have to tell you who's talking <laughs> but you know it's a dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would like to see, like, what if, like, can Brolin wear, like, suits at some point? Like, can they both wear suits? That'd be we've, fun. Mark we've Bazzi seen Tim. That. Yeah, we've seen Tim in it. Yeah. And... yeah. What was Nolan wearing at Angela's wedding? like in um, the season three finale it wasn't a suit yeah, i guess he was in a suit was it, was it? Yeah, he had a suit jacket i think it was like that like a lighter or it was still a dark color but like a i don't know if it was i don't think it was like a black jacket i think it was like a gray or blue maybe okay now i mean i would love to see tim bradford in another suit like any Same. day yeah (laughs) but yeah i don't i mean i wouldn't mind seeing john nolan in the suit too it would be definitely different i just think it'd be fun if they were like like if they had to like go at like i don't i highly doubt because like john doesn't do undercover but just like i don't know if they had like a reason to both be wearing suits as like part of their job for like the day could you imagine though if john did have to go undercover like he was the only guy that could because they needed two guys, so it has to be Tim and John, and John it would was be just, a like, UC really UC Berlin episode. Yeah, <laughs> bruh, that'd be just top content. <laughs> just an idea. Maybe they could go undercover as security guards or something. Yeah, <laughs> security guards like at a club or something where they have to like yeah. get all fancy. Yeah, they. Something I thought of they they all dress up for like going to court 
except for Nolan, like that one episode where he had to go to court, I could have sworn he was just in his uniform. Like, I don't know why, but like he was mm-hmm. the only one and every, you see everybody else go to court and they're in suits and yeah. yeah. Maybe he was because he was a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Um, so <laughs> yeah, they're in the, they're in the, what, I guess that's called the Sally part. They're about to get in the, the, on um, their unmarked car that they're going to go, um, out in. And Tim's going over the loser, the loser system, the L O S R acronym, which is listen, observe, secure, and report. Um, and Tim doesn't miss a chance to remind Nolan that he has to report everything to his superior officer, which is him. Um, and uh, he brings up, oh yeah, because he said because he says it's the L L O S R, and Nolan's like, loser hasn't like what's what about the E? Um, um, and he's just like, yeah, Tim's looking at him funny, <laughs> loser. For the E is engage, you don't engage with the, uh, which is funny because he, like later on, he gets that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then he starts ram, Nolan starts rambling, and Tim just gets in the car. Um, I thought it was funny that he, yeah, he, he said to Tim, Tim said to Nolan, uh, we're not here to braid, braid this guy's hair and be besties. Um, which I love that Tim said besties, like, does he ever call Lopez bestie? Um, yeah, I love stuff like and that. Then, so um, and then Nolan, Nolan says, um, I don't even know how to braid hair. I was gonna, I was gonna learn if we had a daughter. And it's like, he wasn't like, he wasn't being specific, Nolan. <laughs> Yeah, like that yeah. wasn't an invitation to like start another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that that episode probably so, of all four of them, he was just like he was super like he's very talkative, but I think that one was the one where he was just like he was really talkative. And then I, I don't know, like maybe he got the hint and he kind of started to not after yeah. Um, all right, and then they're at the safe house, and Del Monte starts addressing Nolan like he's the superior officer, and Tim's Tim's like, nope, um, nope, uh, uh, I'm a superior officer. Um, I love <laughs> I love that sort of like he weaves. Del Monte's like, sorry about the mix up. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny, and then, uh, yeah when they're when they're babies uh babysitting Hayes uh played by Joel McHale um uh he's talking he's talking to Nolan he goes over there and he falls for it he's like he's like oh yeah no Ian loser <laughs> and then Joel McHale's like there is an Ian loser <laughs> um and then yeah, and Tim gives him kind of like this look, <laughs> like, nope. Um, and then he's using his construction, Nolan is using his construction knowledge to inspect the house, and, and Tim looks at him like, 
kind of he's so excited about it not really yeah um but like I guess you kind of need those you need to know like how many bedrooms there are and for that I don't know like I guess you would need to know that when you're yeah yeah John was like totally flexing that knowledge I was like okay we get it like you have experience as a contractor like it's fine chill out here um and then they move um Roland has to move in case the safe house is compromised um they have this shootout that starts happening which is is pretty cool that um how I like I like the different scenes that they have of how they the um how Nolan is like kind of over here behind the bar or something and then later on you see um Tim um behind the wall and um how he shoots like he throws out sort of that um oh I don't know what those are called like gas and then shoots it that was really cool um um yeah (laughs) and I think he asked like he asked us twice of like oh yeah what if there's somebody upstairs will you shoot him and then he asked like there they have to like go out go outside and Nolan um asked what will happen if there's a shooter in the backyard and Tim's like you shoot him (laughs) you shoot him now (laughs) that's me that would be me Honestly, when that dude came from, like, upstairs, I was kind of thinking, how did he, like, obviously, I don't think we have, like, a really good shot of, like, the safe house. Yeah. But I was like, how did he get upstairs? Like, was there a window that was covered? Like, obviously, the earthquake had just happened, but also, it was like, how did he get up there so fast? Yeah. But also, that would, honestly, I would be John in that situation. Like, do I just... Rookie moments, we love them. Yeah, <laughs> that was the same question I had personally. But also, Tim's like, seriously, like I really have to babysit you too. He's like, come on, <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah, they had the when the it was, I think this was before the shootout when they had the when the earthquake happened and um they were kind of arguing with. Joel McHale's character and uh Tim Tim tells him to sit back down and uh Joel McHale says make me and right like whenever Tim starts to go at him like right then that's when the earthquake happened it's just like wow you're (laughs) that makes it look like wow you're really powerful Tim yeah I tweeted um I tweeted on Saturday when this was being rewatched I was like you know Joel McHale like make me sit down or whatever Tim you know goes over and then the earth is like hold my beer and just like starts the earthquake (laughs) yeah I think I made I think I made a gif of that for the start of the rewatch I didn't tweet about it but I remember like I was Mm -hmm. like I have to I have to make this gif of that (laughs) Tim's face Um, it was just pure gold yeah Um, so Tim always leaves, um, Nolan with Hayes so they can be, he can be the leader and take care of business. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Like you said earlier, I think it was Jennifer, you said like that's, he wants to be 
he wants to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they get in that little orange car that kind of looks like Lucy's car. <laughs> Same okay. color. I'm not the only one that thought that, right? No, I, I, I always think that every time I okay. see the car, I'm just like, that's the same color as Lucy's original car. And it's like, it's kind of like somebody, I, I don't remember. I think somebody mentioned like Tim in tiny cars. And then mm-hmm. he like, and then I don't know if they made an, an image of that or whatever, but you know, he had to drive the little mini Cooper thing and the yeah. season four finale. So it's like, okay, we have to make sort of a parallel to Tim in tiny cars. And then season one, didn't they have like a Crown Victoria or whatever as their shop? Like it was a smaller car. It wasn't the. It SC. was. Which one? In season oh, one. Yes. They had the, yeah, they had the smaller cup shop. Yeah. Yeah. That would be another smaller car. Um, and then they go, um, they go to the beach. I guess Nolan recommends that. Um, to be safe and Tim thinks it's a good spot um I had sort of like a thought this time around of like maybe he like he he had said yeah that's the last place I'd look for us and I thought oh maybe that's because he doesn't like the beach or the ocean I guess yeah anyway that was I don't know that they really thought that far back that sort of that sort of canon thing but I thought oh okay maybe it is interesting because, like, wh- when I was rewatching it again, I was like, but why would the beach be a good spot? Like, because if you were found, there's no place really to hide besides that lifeguard place, like that lifeguard shelter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, kind of so wide open. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, really, it was interesting. It's not that good of a place to hide, but okay. I feel like it was kind of like the like hide in plain sight mentality, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. And Nolan, ha- I guess I thought maybe Nolan thought about it because he was at the beach mm-hmm. with Jessica earlier that episode. So, um, and Tim's iconic line, I could bury you up to your neck in the sand and put a trash can on your head. I like that. Line. <laughs> yeah. Um, the shooters find them um, on the beach, and Tim takes Hayes out by elbowing him in the face. <laughs> I love that. It's like, shut up. <laughs> you would gift to that moment, too, I thought. I did, yes. I yeah. made that one a joke, too, yeah. Um, and he, um, he mentions going against the shooters, and he's, Nolan says, you do realize there's three of them, right? Um, and Tim goes, it says, it's almost a fair fight, which they took him out just um like awesomely um and they lure the shooters up in the lifeguard hut and tim jumps down under um under there yeah that was really cool i needed i don't know if i jiff that but i probably have in the past um but i love that moment um like a selfie superhero um while nolan is um up in the hut and Bradford takes the guy on the sand down and Nolan takes the guy on the hut down. So they're, um, um, and then they get like an approval nod from mm-hmm. Nolan. I kind of also feel like Bradford sort of gave him sort of that sort of 
nod of respect to of like they're just kind of like nodding respect to each other yeah (laughs) I have a logistic question like (laughs) I get I don't know what it is but logistics always goes through my head when it comes to tv shows for whatever reason you know it's tv it's entertainment (laughs) but when I first like every time I rewatch the episode and you know Tim comes from underneath the hut I'm thinking to myself why is there a door on the bottom of a hut at the like to an extent I would understand at the beach but also it's like what real purpose does that have <laughs> like you know but I was thinking where myself was, like that I'm thinking like where was he jumping from was he jumping like was there like a space in it to jump down or like maybe from the ramp I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is, is there just like a big gaping hole like in the middle of that like shelter? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. Or maybe there was like a, (laughs) maybe there was like a, like a trap door that he could open, but I feel like the other, the other guys would have heard it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I feel like it's just one of those TV things that, like, no one will ever understand, no matter how many times you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was kind of the Roland highlights from 117. Um, And that was, I mean, the start of their bromance, I guess you could kind of call it, like, their awkward one. Um, So, then we kind of jump to 212 where we get another Brolin episode or Brolin moments um so Martha why don't you take us through that all righty so the first Brolin highlight which kind of caveat so I searched up Brolin moments on Google nothing really came up and when there was like you know when you misspell something it's like do you mean this and so it had that and it said it still said Brolin, but it was spelled differently with an I instead of an A. And I was like, who's Brolin? <laughs> like James like, Brolin? Maybe? I, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, like, I didn't click on it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the first highlight for now and then was it was involving Nyla and they were switching. Nyla and Tim were switching rookies. And Tim, like, found out about the ride-along with Abigail. And he's like, excuse me, what do you mean I have a ride-along? I already have to deal with Nolan. Now I have to deal with a ride-along. <laughs> that was his face. That was his expression. Pretty much. Pretty much. And, yeah. And then Nyla was like, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, this was this is a random caveat again. Like, obviously, we all saw that cameo from Eric that said that it's going to season five is going to pick up right off where season four ended i would really love to see nyla and labor and tim with her like for some odd reason they're together and like nyla's in labor and tim is just like kind of freaking out a little bit i i want to see that i would like to see i feel that. like nyla and tim would have like so many like funny moments together like they don't put them together enough yeah like they yeah. do that that would be like a funny cold open. It's Tim's like freaking out in the hospital room next to her or whatever. 
yes. and then like James finally comes running and Tim's like oh thank god you're here like I gotta go I've, <laughs> I've seen too much <laughs> well I can't remember someone actually I think tweeted about that um about like Nala and it wasn't really about Nala and Tim but it was about how Nala's of course we found out in the finale she wants to stay on the detective side and I can't remember who it was tweeted because of course that was the night I was live tweeting and there was someone that tweeted and they were like I hope we see like more scenes of Nala and Angela and maybe Tim and Lucy and like with Nala and Angela both being detectives and Tim and Lucy working together and I said, as long as it's in full blackout gear, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I, I definitely want to see more of Nyla and Tim. Like, we've had them before, but it's been, like, one like one or two little moments, and they're, like, sassy with each other. And I feel like they would have, like, really good, like, tender-hearted, like, heart-to-heart moments. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next moment, like, Tim finds out who the ride-along is, and then he sees Abigail, he's, like, she's, like, nine pounds. And I'm, like, excuse me, sir. Tiny but mighty is a phrase. <laughs> um, he's it's like, you so know, blunt. He's so he blunt. He is. He's, I think, obviously, we've seen the progression of Tim in, like, season one. He was very sensitive. <laughs> if that's would be the best word to use for him like you know like how we mentioned in the last episode when Hayes's character was like oh make me and Tim's like very much like okay I'll make you and it's like calm down a little bit baby take a chill pill baby therapy's also good too you know they all really need therapy honestly (laughs) they do in some form or fashion of it Mm. And then, you know, one of his iconic lines is, scaring rookies is off the job is my specialty. And it's like, ooh. Mm. He hasn't scared one yet. No, for real. Honestly. And it's like one of his old rookies like, oh, how long have you been with Tim? It's like, I, I made it out of the program. It's like, ooh, what do you mean? <laughs> um, but then he walks up to Abigail and he gives her like that big speech like, hey, like, this, our job is serious. We run towards bullets. We don't go away from them. Like, you will address me as Officer Bradford and only Officer Bradford. And Abigail's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then Tim just looks at Nolan like, excuse me, I expected not this. <laughs> and John's just like, I don't know. I don't know what, what you want me to do about it. I love how I feel like Tim is just someone that he gives no Fs like he does not care what his facial expressions look like what he says how he is with people like he really just does not care Mm -hmm. honestly I'm the same way but I don't I do it unconsciously people in my real life be like Martha you know you can't hide your expressions right yeah and I'm like well lucky I wear a mask at work then so (laughs) and Tim does it very consciously like mm-hmm. very all righty and then Brolin and Abigail roll up to their first crime scene and find a DOA and Tim tells her that you know the first thing that she needs to come to turn with is death like I think 
obviously like when we're viewers of television and stuff and we see it constantly we there might like turn an idea of where like we think we could handle it if we actually went through it but honestly I feel like a lot of us we like oh we couldn't handle that like in reality you know mm-hmm. that's just a little caveat but you know um and so Tim you know tells Abigail and John to stay here and he goes and does you know superior officer things and you know Abigail's like no I I, I can you know go and see the body and whatnot and I can't remember exactly if they went to go see the body um but yeah and then Tim is like oh we need to inform the next of kin um and yeah and then they go to I can't remember the victim's name but uh they go over to the next of kin's house Huston there you go Huston's family they tell his mom and it's kind of interesting saying that like his mom like knew that he was already into some bad stuff but you know obviously when you think that you know the person that you know is into bad things you don't think it can happen to you that you you know the police come to your door and like hey so-and-so has passed you know Mm um yeah didn't you and then obviously there's that moment where we get some, you know, uh, after everything where Tim is like, yeah, you know, Abigail has some good instincts, you know, like she would probably be a good fit for the Academy, but then Abigail's, you know, past comes up, which I thought was very interesting. Um, it was good. Like that moment, it was good to see more depth into Abigail considering was that her first episode that she came out on? Like, physically <laughs> no because john knew about her past right that, that i don't think yeah was the first episode. Okay. yeah it was the episode and she she like i think the first time they met she said that she was jokingly pregnant yeah so I think oh was, yeah i think that was nala's first episode too i think it was two or okay. four that sounds right that sounds right and then yeah there's that and then you know the next day um the moment that carrie mentioned like you know john's like who goes first and she's like i do that that trips me out so much too it was it's it's i guess it's just a line delivery i love it so much yeah i don't know what the heck eric does but it it just every single time just it just makes me (laughs) smile or do just something it's just- he said it so matter-of-factly like mm-hmm. we're not playing around here i go first like <laughs> it's it's that continuation i guess of the reminder of like i'm your superior officer like mm-hmm. this is i go first because i'm superior above you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm above you i'm above you um and then you know there's that moment <clears throat> i forgot who mentioned it but of a uh, Tim asking, you know, how how's Lucy doing, you know? And I think this is also another caveat. Um, obviously, Jackson passed away, and before he passed away, we saw that Jackson and Tim were, I guess, the two main men in Lucy's lives, and now we kind of see it as Nolan and Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, their dynamics, I would say, are are different. 
but it's good. It's interesting to see that transition. Um, and I love moments where Tim is like more emotional. Like when he brings up tragedies, always leave scars. Only some of them you can see like those moments, like, especially in this episode, I love them so much. It, we get to see like a deeper side of Tim yeah. in those. Yeah. I wonder if really like Nolan kind of completely understood that. Like, I felt like in that moment, he just kind of maybe like, cause he didn't like, he didn't like when he was talking about Lucy's tattoo and like getting it removed. And then Tim, you know, Tim said that line about like scars are not just, well, he said it like, I remember the, I remember the line better in the later, later when he's talking to Lucy, but like, they're not just physical. Um, um, and he's kind of like shaking his head, like before he says that to Nolan, like he doesn't really get it. Like, I wonder if Nolan sort of understands that or if he mm-hmm. going forward. Maybe. I would think so. I no. think John has a uncanny way of connecting with people. I forgot who said that, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like kind of though it was like Tim's kind of way to like I don't know, like not quite call Nolan out, but just be like kind of like what Emily had said, like that he didn't like quite understand just like the depth of it, I think, like how much like like weight that holds of like you know what kind of symbolism like like you know trauma can leave um because I don't know if like Nolan I mean I, I mean I guess he had like some or like a couple I mean like the you know bank robbery in like the pilot episode can be considered trauma I'm sure the like his childhood, like his dad, you know, like that issue is probably a, you know, can be considered a trauma, but like he just, he just goes about it in a different way, I think, than like, whereas like Tim and Lucy kind of, I mean, well, I guess Tim, Tim kind of pushes things down and then like we'll deal with them whenever he like has to, but then like Lucy feels everything pretty deeply. So I just feel like I don't know it just might be like a different I don't like Tim was kind of just like no like this is a thing like I don't know I just I liked that it was still like I don't know it just it kept with their dynamic um while still touching on a serious like Mm -hmm. note I feel like for Tim I mean we don't fully know the trauma that he's been through but like maybe he was thinking and kind of alluding to it as like for Nolan like he thinks about it differently because the trauma that Nolan's been through hasn't necessarily been like life-threatening like Lucy was buried alive in a barrel like that will mess with anyone and like John Nolan yes he was like in a bank robbery and like he witnessed Captain Anderson die and all that but like it hasn't been like he's been buried alive or like he's been kidnapped or anything like that. Like he's been drugged. So I feel like maybe Tim was just like, there's all different types of trauma, but like 
your like the trauma that you've been through is a lot different than what she's been through and like kind of alluding to what tim's been through too and we don't fully know that obviously but um yeah i don't know i feel like maybe he was just kind of like pointing out to john that like john doesn't totally understand it but like he can still be there for lucy of course yeah i think now that y'all say that i think like obviously john is the main character of the show and he's like very perceived to be this lighthearted person i think with more recent seasons to me at least i think he's grown a bit Mm -hmm. like a tougher shell when it comes to certain things i guess i think that's just maybe just me i see that like he's still john like very much like lighthearted but like there's still that like there's that hardness when it comes to like policing now yeah yeah well because i feel like season three i mean they did like you know the very important like you know the current event storylines with the you know racism and police um brutality and stuff and i feel like john kind of saw how that affected jackson and then unfortunately with everything that happened in season four um with jackson it kind of like that like carried over and so i feel like john just kind of sees things differently now because he's experienced a closer loss of someone which is a trauma as well and so i feel like but yeah season two nolan i don't know if he quite could i mean maybe he i don't know maybe i'm giving him too little credit since he is older and wiser um but yeah i mean i just feel like i don't know because like tim probably saw people go through lots of stuff in the army and and i don't know if you know like yeah it's just a different different trauma like not really like compare definitely not like comparison of like trauma because it's not something that they do on that show but just like it's just different yeah yeah and to add to like what Taylor's saying I remember in the last the season finale when he's talking when he's in the car talking to officer Navarre I think that's her name um and she's like she's saying oh yeah you you must have seen all this cool stuff and he's kind of like um I can't remember the word he used but like you know it was I got the sense of like just sort of the weight of everything that he's been through in that like you know that's not cool it's really tough like um but I think they're always maybe going to kind of keep him more lighthearted because I think he's more of the comedy of it I guess <laughs> the comedy yeah. of the show in the center of it so but he's definitely he definitely feels like a little rougher on the edges more now yeah yeah you can tell that he's been in the police force for a while like he's it's kind of like toughened him up like given him it kind of jaded him a little bit not necessarily in a bad way it's just like made him kind of like rethink how he sees things yeah and then we have you know the whole you know trailer park scene where they have to call in for backup which we love teamwork we gotta love teamwork honestly when they were jumping over that wall for whatever reason i think it's because of fan fiction i thought one of them had fallen when they jumped over the wall (laughs) But I went back and rewatched it and I was like, wow, I've read too much fan fiction. Like my <laughs> sense of reality is 
distorted it's so bad were you thinking Um, it was one character over the other that had fallen or you just thought one of them had fallen yeah something like that i think and i I went back and rewatched it i would like say nolan just because his history with you know fences is not great yeah or gates of any kind really yeah Mm And then, you know, everything happens so fast, like Brolin, you know, breach. well, yeah, they finally breach the trailer and then the uh, backup breaches the trailer park itself. And before that, Nolan, you know, sees his truck. He's like, oh, wait, like, why is my truck there? You know, and then he's like, oh, Abigail and Henry are here. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, there's that, you know, family moment between Nolan, Henry, and Abigail, where Nolan, you know, tells Henry, like, hey, like, I understand, like, obviously, you know, being a police or any type of, you know, authority, like, public authority is a dangerous, you know, job, and, you know, Nolan tells Henry, like, hey, if you have a problem, you need to directly speak with Abigail about it. You know, because remember at the beginning of the episode, Henry's like, hey, make sure she has a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, there's that moment of clear communication between all of them, which I think is a pretty good place to end on. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 212 was, like, great for Brolin, but we also got some good John Nolan, like, dad scenes, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, so our third Brolin like kind of this one was a lot heavier in the Brolin than the others um but it was it was 313 uh so triple duty and we started that episode by Tim and Nolan are driving through LA and good old softy Tim asks how Henry is and so Nolan's just like you know he's in rehab in Arizona and you know I plan to join them join him and you know Sarah and Abigail after uh, graduating as P2, P2. So then Nolan like also asks Tim for advice on being a TO. And Tim's just like, think of how hard it is doing this job. And then think about doing it while babysitting an armed toddler. And I was just like, okay, I can see that. But I also feel like Tim wanted to say, well, also babysitting you sometimes. Like, because sometimes John Nolan can be a lot. At least in season one and kind of season two you know as far as like still kind of being new on the job not really sure like what to do or like where he can tow the line so um and no one's like well if you have any more wisdom on how to be better prepared like i would really appreciate it and then they hear gunshots in the distance um and tim's like oh that's automatic weapons so they're on the move um and which is impressive that like they could hear it that far but i guess if they're automatic weapons like they're going to be louder and they end up finding them in a cemetery like they found like a van full of people just dead um but then later in the episode like because we were focusing on mostly just like Roland specific episodes at least i was when i was filling out this outline like um moments where it was just like Brolin in it um not really with anyone else so Tim's on the phone with a wedding guest um as they're doing the stakeout and 
you know, he's like going back and forth with that guest and we who we find out is Mildred, but we don't know who she is, like who she's related to or anything. Um, and, you know, he's like, well, we offered a plus one, but you crossed it out and wrote plus four. So that can't really work. Um, and then he's even like emotional support animals are not wedding guests. So then John's sitting in the passenger seat and he's like, just give me the phone. Um, and Tim just, you know, hands it over. And John just like goes to throw him under the bus saying what he's too embarrassed to say is that he screwed up. And he told Angela the wrong venue cap. So now there's too many guests. And Tim's face as all of this is happening. It's just, he's like so pissed. But he's also like, he's helping me right now. So I can't totally be mad at him. Um, the guest like goes along with it. And John's just like, John has the I saved, I've saved the day look on his face. Um, and then Tim's like, once John gets off the phone, Tim's like, are you proud of yourself for like throwing a fellow officer under the bus? And John's like, I think Angela will be very proud of me. Um, so then like, yeah, so that's, um, kind of where we leave off as far as that part and then um carrie do you want to take it from here yeah um and so uh john and tim have to rely on uh smitty to bring them clothes um which is never a good idea yeah um well and they even said they're like why do they you know they're like why do we rely on you for anything and smitty's like i've been wondering that myself um and so, and Smitty being Smitty obviously didn't like pull clothes from their lockers. Um, and t- I, yeah, this was a promo photo for sure for 313, the um, Tim holding up the Hugs for Life shirt because people like memed the heck out of that, um, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, and I, I want to know, I want to know what happened to that shirt like did he turn it inside out was there another shirt in there like I wanted to see him walk around with that (laughs) yeah I also want to know where wardrobe found that shirt or yeah Yeah, they they couldn't have made that them well maybe they could have made it themselves yeah I don't know it was definitely a like uh unexpected like bit of comedy and I want to know why it was Tim holding it up and not like John Nolan like why why that why that turn of events i just want to know i kind of i kind of love that it was tim i don't know yeah <laughs> like contrast. oh yeah yeah like it's just so like, yeah and then and then just like like you said the memes that came from that and it all like kind of had to do with chenford and, um yeah. but i like like we were talking about wardrobe but like um how like I like when he like when thinking about like when Smitty's picking out the the clothes for them like how first of all they fit pretty well I'm just like you did a pretty good job I mean and then having like picking out flannel like I don't know maybe the flannel was meant for Nolan but (laughs) ended up being (laughs) uh, Tim wearing it (laughs) yeah I don't know it's yeah it's quite the time like I just yeah kind of like you had said earlier Emily about like you want to know like what goes on in the characters heads I just want to know how the heck Smitty of all people like picked out these clothes supposedly and made it work (laughs) I want to know why they called Smitty 
Like there had to have been <laughs> someone else there. I mean, you can't tell me that there was no one else at the LAPD mm-hmm. Wilshire district. For them Let's to be not. honest, how many he doesn't do anything? So he's probably yeah, the only one that bro. wasn't he's doing probably anything. Just, <laughs> yeah. He's probably just sitting in the break room, just you know. Yeah. 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 They could have called like, like the, the front desk and they got Smithy instead. Yeah. Or like it like got passed around and is like, nope, I can't do it. I'm doing something else. I can't do it. I'm writing up this thing. And then it's just yeah. like goes all the way down to Smithy and he's like, oh no. <laughs> um I feel yeah. like to like add on to that though, I feel like even if they I feel like even if they had called someone else to do it, like, I feel like whoever else they called, like, if they had called Gray mm-hmm. or someone to do that, like, I feel like Gray would have literally put it on Schmitty to go do, though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, remember when, when Tamara had the questions and he was busy and mm-hmm. then he, he, he passed it off to Smitty? <laughs> yeah. Smithy is the one that does all the grunt work that no one else wants to do. Oh, for sure. And Smithy doesn't even really want to do it. No. But people could bribe him for it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, and also I feel like it was just so like um Brent Huff's like that he could have this like, you know, next thing of like the RSVP about like the weddings, so, like his character could have that like hilarity. Mm-hmm. Um and I just love how like Nolan like looked back at Tim before he like told Smitty like you know and like Tim like sh- shook his head and is like no 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 like don't like say it. he's like you're not the DJ you're not the DJ um was and- was it I can't remember who, like the post-it said plus one and I think we were like I didn't ever notice that before and I'm just like yeah yeah, yeah. like who's his who was gonna be his plus one yeah I wanted to know that um, oh my god I would love to know that yeah um and just yeah it, it's very uh smitty to write it on a post-it note and just like there it is right there um yeah and um so we see Nolan on the phone again and he um mentions that they have cut the guest list down um and I love again I think it's just Eric's delivery um because he just like looks like kind of side eyes uh John and is like you told them I was so guilt-ridden that I had been crying in bed all day um which is where we get the you know it really helped paint uh the picture like that um gift that everyone or that's like used um and I kind of I don't know I don't know if Emily like had put this in a parallel video or like had done it but like because Tim had mentioned the like um like holding Nolan's fate in his hands um and like, yeah the parallel to 212 um yeah, I think I did that when, because yeah. there was a moment in season four, I think it was the four, was it 403? Yeah, because they, it was Lucy and Nolan talking about, um, yeah, she said that similar about mm-hmm. like, like having, having his, 
fate in her hands or something. And then, yeah, it happened in 212. So um, I forgot about that in 212. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just always, I don't know why it is, but like with like certain phrases, I'll like remember, but like looks and stuff, unless I like see it on Tumblr, I'm like kind of oblivious to it. Um, but anyway, um, so that was kind of, you know, cause that kind of changed um, John's tune a little bit. Um, and we get lots of good like action scenes in this episode for both Tim and John, which is cool. Um, this is where Eric's behind the scenes video like came in too with like the shootout, which is cool. Um, and like the the shootout was good and like we got like good like Tim kind of one-liners. Um, Nolan had the knife fight, like everyone like they each like had an obstacle to like overcome. Um, and then um, Tim like after after the shootout like so after he's good and then um Nolan um is good with the knife um Tim comes upstairs um and sees the knife on the ground and asks if the other guy held it the right way and uh when Nolan says that he did um you could see it on Tim's face that it was like a a good job which then I honestly think like parallels like or well is it a parallel if it goes like back like backwards I don't know um like 117 with like the nods between them or like the looks between them so yeah I um, think I when we when we rewatched that one last summer I think I paralleled that like I noticed that those how they sort of nod to each other yeah both of those yeah um and then at the end of the episode we get the um like their last little moment of them no one's like looking through all the folders and they have to like you know finish up paperwork and stuff um and Tim actually gives Nolan a compliment saying he's a great cop um which I don't know why I just not that it was funny but like Tim like starting with a compliment only to like lead into this like almost like warning type of lecture of like this is a very serious thing to like become a training officer because you're training the next generation so it shouldn't be a consolation prize um but it was nice to see that like John held his ground and was like you know I know this and um that you know like he's like like he's going to be a TO like he doesn't just like want to be like he's going to be so he's kind of dead set on that um and you know if if Tim doesn't want to help him and like doubt him that's fine but that's not going to deter them um and so yeah I thought it was like a nice thing to like end on for them and I kind of I want like an update on like John I mean I guess that I don't know how everything with like John's part of the storyline for the last couple episodes of season four will like shake out in season five but I hope if he does get the chance to be a TO that like Tim can be a part of that process or something yeah I think for there's sure. been some I don't know maybe it was like kind of like speculation because obviously we mentioned that Nyla wants to still be on like be a detective like she doesn't want to go back to being a TO I think I had seen a lot of people saying that John would take over 
for Nyla as Aaron Seal, like a speculation, mm-hmm. like rumor or like a yeah. guess, which I would like to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, also make Aaron uh, Thorson. I forgot what his actor's name is, but make him a season oh, regular. Valentino, yeah. yeah. Yeah, make yeah. true a season yeah. regular, please. Yeah, for sure. I hope he comes back. I hope Aaron. Yeah. The yeah. Fact How many that we times we have to say news. it? The fact yeah. that we haven't gotten that news yet is making me a little worried. But I also know that it can come like later in the summer or like closer to the season f- premiere. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just like, just give me that news now, please. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have. They have some of the cast lists for like 501, and so it would be nice to see him on there. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if he were a regular. I mean, I'd be okay if he would just, you know, if he was at the same capacity he was at in season four, just like be recurring. But I don't know though, because then, yeah, there's just so many things that are still up in the air. So I kind of want more like clarification and all that. I feel like because the show is called The Rookie, they need a rookie and he mm-hmm. is the rookie. Like, So either make him a regular or if he can't do it, get someone else who can be a regular and be the rookie. Like, yeah. It would be interesting to see who, who, like if they do like, you know, bring another actor or actress onto the show, like who would it be? Like, you know, mm-hmm. their character. Because mm-hmm. at some point, like he's going to end his rookie year. Because I mean, like, timeline aside, um, like he's kind of getting to that point. If like, if if we do the math as far as like he's been a rookie all of Nyla's pregnancy. Yeah. Um, well, when he did his and, like plain clothes day, well, attempted to anyway. Yeah. Which is after yeah. the first hundred days or something, I think. So yeah. it's at least been a little over three months. It would be interesting too to see, like, because he's still a rookie when season four ends. So to see who would be his TO. You know, because Nyla's gonna move up to detective. So <clears throat> I mean, is that gonna allow them to just totally drop the storyline? I hope not. But I could also kind of see it. I don't know. The rookie doesn't totally drop storylines though. So I don't know I could, if you have to worry about that. I could really see like them focusing like because they focus on Nolan. So like having them sort of focus for the rest of the series of like Nolan being a teal, like because that sort of like in a way comes full circle because we started out the beginning of the series with the rookies, but you also it wasn't just totally about the rookies, you got to see like how the tos were so Mm -hmm. i don't know that would make sense to me um i don't i don't know how they're like i keep seeing like it doesn't really matter to me that much but i keep seeing like the 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 real life like how like the timeline is for to become a to like it would take like longer than like because it seems like he's like right ready to be a to yeah Um, but yeah but yeah I would like to see they haven't really like they touched on it a little bit but I would like to see and this goes into like probably what we talked about later but um more of Tim mentoring Nolan maybe even just as like Nolan is being a TO he can still mentor him 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the end of 313, right? I'm, like, lost on the outline, so. Um, yeah, so then we had the final, like, Brolin kind of centric episode, or at least some Brolin moments in uh, 405. Chelsea, do you want to take that away? Yeah. Um, so, of course, I mean... Pete was back for this episode, and I think that was, like, the first episode that Pete was back for since we seen him in season three. Um, and Nolan has Pete to help them get the bomb extracts that they're looking for. <laughs> um, he set up the control by with the dealer, like, because, of course, he knows his way around Flip Talk, sharing what drugs he used to get from there, and Personally, I don't know why you would share what drugs you used to buy with cops, but this is makes, Pete, though. It yeah. makes it, that's what I was going to say. It makes sense for that character. Um, and then, of course, Pete asked, like, who's going to actually buy the drugs? And Tim's just like, uh, you? <laughs> like, common sense. Um, but Pete, of course, doesn't, like, really want to be touching the drugs because he doesn't really trust himself, which I, I think that was, you know, a neat little thing to throw in there because a lot of people, I feel like, would just be like, oh, okay, and, like, it was nice to see Pete kind of hesitant about that, like, not really trusting himself. Yeah. Um. Tim reassures him that they'll have eyes on him the whole time, so he'll never have a chance, you know, to actually use the drugs. And Nolan reassures Pete that they can find another way if he's uncomfortable, but Pete says that he's got it. He's got this, like, down. He's good. Um, and, I, too, I kind of thought... Of course, you know, Nolan would reassure him of that. I also thought it was really cool to see Tim reassuring him, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, teamwork again, kind of. Yeah. Well, and Tim was even, like, like when Pete came back into the van, Tim had, like, a smile on his face, and, like, he was proud of him, too. So, I don't know, I thought it was nice to see Tim, like, get involved in it too he wasn't just like i'm here because i have to be or you know like i have to be partners with nolan and like watch out for this so yeah and to to add on to that i feel like that was a good episode for you know we actually seen more of so i don't want to say soft him but like he was more into it and stuff and he wasn't of course we still seen like the uh, you comment and stuff like that was sassy Tim but I, I felt like that was a good balance of him being more on the softer side mm-hmm. compared to just being full sassy like he was in like the other rolling episodes we rewatched and stuff yeah um, and then Nolan and Bradford are conducting a bywalk operation and watching Pete from the van Pete does great at the bye, and Brolin is proud of him. 
even getting a compliment from Tim, which we mentioned. Um, Tim shares an update on Air 3 and they've got to go. And then, of course, they move on to, like, the Los Angeles Theater, which... I really like the Brolin moments at the theater and stuff. Like, I, I love that whole theater setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because Eric shared the, um, you know, not, like, intentional sneak peek, but just, like, you know, from Instagram and stuff, which was fun to kind of piece that together, so. Yeah. Um, but they don't have backup. Tim asked what they should do, go after him or wait for backup. And I really thought that was neat too. Like Tim asking Nolan his opinion mm -hmm. on that rather than just saying um, like what they're going to do. I mean, him taking charge, he actually got input from Nolan. And mm -hmm. that was great teamwork. Yeah, that kind of paralleled 313 a little slightly just when Tim was like what's the number one mandate and then Nolan's like to protect and serve the people of Los Angeles so it's like they just have good banter like back and forth dialogue yeah. there's kind of like that um I just remember on the first watching it on the when it premiered just thinking oh yeah like that's kind of like T.O. Tim I feel like he's kind of always got that in him like kind of quizzing or asking questions of like okay yeah what, what's the right what's the right thing to do like he's he even kind of has it still sometimes with Lucy but yeah um and Nolan says that they should go after him because there's other exits in the building and they can chance him getting resupplied and those drugs hitting the streets Tim agrees so Tim agrees and they move um Nolan goes to the balcony and Tim walks closer to the stage. And of course, this is where it all gets really pretty cool. Um, there's plastic all over the place covering the chairs. It's very eerie and creepy. And I thought that that was the perfect setup for a Halloween episode. Yeah. It definitely fit. Um, but Tim handcuffs the drug dealers on the ground just as Sean is attacked by a guy dressed as a doctor who has came to. And that scene with John getting attacked. <laughs> it's the, excuse my language, but it's the damn teeth. Y'all remember <laughs> hearing the chomping? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that was definitely a post pro thing, but like it yeah. didn't need to be so loud. Well, for it me, was it was like the waiting like the like the waiting and then like not the jump scare but like just that like you're waiting up until that moment and that always gets me with anything that's like somewhat creepy it was very creepy like I, I mean I remember watching it live and it was just like it was such a good episode for Halloween like it really fit for that holiday and it I mean it was so creepy um and then, of course, Nolan pushed the guy over to the balcony. He falls and is unconscious, or so Tim thinks, until he opens his eyes and takes him down, and then he's tasered. When that got, when he opened his eyes right there on Tim, I, I jumped. <laughs> Same. I did, too, and I've seen it a few times now, and I'm like, I still, it still gets me. Yeah, that double taser was pretty cool. 
really really dumb that whole scene was really really cool like I love how they shot it and like how the camera was like upside down and then just like moved around and right back upside up it was so cool yeah well because they were able to use it for like the promo too which was like cool because it went with the beats of music and just everything they just think of everything execute it so well it like just it works yeah Um, yeah, so then is there a Brolin moment that we would all like to see? Because Brolin, there's been a Brolin episode or storyline in every season so far. So, like, going up, like, coming up to season five, like, is there a certain, like, storyline or scene that you guys would like to see? Emily, do you want to go? Yeah. First? Um, I would like to see, like, Tim and Nolan sort of become... I don't know. Are they friends? I don't know. It's hard to tell whether like like they would call each other friends at this point. It's I feel like it, John would, but Tim would be like I know him. Yeah. I yeah. work with him. <laughs> but like really just to see Tim hang out with like the guys have friends. Like like he like I know that he's gotten a little bit more deeper with Gray. Um, mm-hmm. but like, other than like Lucy, you, like, I feel like he kind of always like has his walls up with people. Like he's only let Lucy, like he's only let sort of his walls down for Lucy. Um, but, um, no, I was, I was thinking about, um, going back to like 408, like I was thinking about that, like they were talking about construction together like he was asking advice like on the renovation for his house um I don't know that would be I was thinking I was like I'm I will take the Chenford house like the construction like house scene more than Roland like that's okay but I kind of would like to see I would kind of like to I was kind of curious to see like oh like what did like what's happened between the scenes like because he's talking about he's talking about um Nolan's giving him advice about like what to do so I don't know like I would like to see more of that conversation um um and then with Nolan becoming a TO like sharing their connection or bond um actually something I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about that scene in 212 in the in the car of like kind of they both had dads that have well they've had some contentious yeah they've left they had contentious relationships with their dads like that could be something that they kind of bond yeah um on um um yeah going back to your um, point about like seeing not seeing no one with a lot of the others like friendship wise that is interesting because we've seen lucy kind of hang out with nyla and angela a few times but we haven't seen the guys hang out like tim i mean you can even put wesley in there uh when jackson was around even like aaron now like we don't see the guys hanging out as much as i mean we've only seen the girls hanging out like twice or whatever but still something 
to that effect would be nice to see. We just kind of need them. Like we need them separately to hang out. We need them all hang out. Like, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about that. There's like another sort of small, like Roland moment of the end of the episode with the alligator. Oh, with the um, drinks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, like they're on Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really funny. I'm like, okay. Is that like, a kind of a buddy job or is that like I'm you're gonna buy because you because I'm superior whatever yeah, yeah. still um, even though they're yeah. on a similar playing field now yeah <laughs> yeah um what about I, you Chelsea oh sorry go ahead no, I have like a specific scenario that involves Stanford, but I don't really want to share. <laughs> what about you, Chelsea? Do you have a Roland scene that you would like to see, or like a headcanon? Um, I like I agree with Emily. I want to see that shared connection and bond over them, uh, over no one becoming a TO and stuff. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing more scenes of like. Nolan getting advice from him and stuff on that. But two, the one thing I've always wanted to see is Tim finding out about Nolan and Lucy from the beginning of the show. <laughs> and that that may be, you know, a thing to see like further off when Shinford actually gets together and stuff. Like that would probably be a scene more geared towards that. But I've always wanted to see, because I feel like his reaction to finding out about, like, Nolan and Lucy would be hilarious to see. Yeah. I just want to know if he knows, like, I mean, if we never do get a scene, like, if he knows, like, can they somehow work that into it if we're not going to get the actual scene? Yeah. Because they've never really mentioned if he knows or not. And I said, like, of course, Bishop, you know, she guessed it, but... I, it makes you wonder if he knows that and if he doesn't like I'd love to see a scene of him finding out about it in the future and then um I guess that I guess that would be it like I, I just think his reaction to that would be like hilarious though because part of me like I've read fanfics where he, they've said that like he finds out and um they've said that like he'll find out and stuff and in these fanfics and it'll be so hilarious because there was one I read where he like says something he makes a joke about like Nolan being old enough to be her dad or something and I'm like you're not very far off like six or seven years and I said I feel like that would see that being his reaction almost and it would be mm-hmm. so funny for that to be his reaction seeing as how like him and him aren't that far apart in age anyway because I think I think I actually asked that on the rewatch and someone said they remembered I can't remember what it was but it led to it being about six or seven years apart I think age-wise between them yeah which is ironic because that's almost the difference between like Eric and Nathan's actual ages as well. 
I feel like Tim's reaction would be similar to 212 when he found out about the ride along. He would be like, wait, what? Like, what? What happened years ago? Yeah. Um, like on fan fictions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Like in fan fictions, like how you mentioned Chelsea, there's kind of like this running joke that Lucy's into like older men. Granted, all we have is like, you know, Tim and Nolan for reference, but like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past her. Also, it does seem like she has an older preference for people because there was that, I forgot what episode it was. I want to say it was 402 with the, um, the lady, she was a heist, heister or whatever. Claire Ivy. Uh, yes. She she seemed like an older, you know, person. And Lucy was like, oh, I have a crush or something like that. So I'm like, oh, it tracks. <laughs> now that I think about that. <laughs> um, Martha, what would be a scene that you would like to see for Brolin? So I definitely agree with Chelsea and Emily for sure. Um, I I would love to, I'm such, I like seeing pettiness from people. So especially with Chelsea's uh, idea. Also, I am a sucker for found family. Uh, I'm, I'm such a sucker for it. Uh, however, like as an avid reader of fan fiction and, you know, AO3, uh when i read you know when john is mentioned like other characters are mentioned in like chenford fanfic tim and nolan's relationship still seems like distant which makes sense like you know we're getting some progress with tim being more you know open with people like in general but like you know there's still that like acquaintance relationship like you know it's like hey, like, we work together, we work together, that's kind of it <laughs> type of thing. Um, but, like, I'm really just wanting, like, another comedic scene. Like, I, <laughs> there's, uh, so I'm very much, like, hashtag karaoke agenda, like, found family, like, everyone go to a karaoke bar. Because, like, you know, at the beginning of the big, earlier seasons, you know, Jackson John and Lucy would go to karaoke you know there was that scene you know and like you know have a good time or you know uh they have like a barbecue and Tim and John are like arguing about like how much meat to grill like how to grill it you know I think that's that's where my heart is at for my Brolin moments future ones I could definitely definitely see the barbecue yeah they definitely need to have a barbecue scene at Tim's house yeah. Yes. Like definitely all their found the, family. I could definitely see the karaoke scene. And um, if Bradford ever does karaoke, we already know what song he has to sing. <laughs> oh my god, Lady Marmalade. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, for, I will pay. I highly doubt he's listening, but Eric Winter, if you are listening, <laughs> I will pay you to have Alexi write a scene I will pay you <laughs> to have that scene no. please I just please or like have him like like him going to work like Tim going to work and he's you know you know singing to Lady Marmalade like on like come on it, yeah or it just like comes on the radio or something yeah yeah well the man sings in the shop all the time like you know that he and Melissa used to do the you know shop karaoke um, can't, can't mention it on cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too fun. shy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
dear. I could definitely see the grilling though. Like, and you know, Tim gets annoyed because no one's just like, I've grilled meat before. And Tim's like, Yeah, but you're not doing it right or something like that. I feel like no one could set the grill on fire and then Tim would <laughs> have like fumes coming out of his ears and he'd be like, This is my house. Like, <laughs> get out. That would be funny. That would be a good cold opening. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> It would be a really, it really good one. Would be. Or just no, because he. No, I feel like Nolan would be like so confident. I feel like I'm like you know I'm not trashing <laughs> Nolan. I don't really feel like he'd be that like, you know, bad at that kind of thing. But just you know, like if it, you know, if he does put like too much, like you know, it just happened to be that instance at Tim's yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> and it just, you know, and then you just get because Eric does deadpan like so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the, the camera would cut over to Tim's face, and then you just see Nolan like scurrying up the steps or something like he has to get, like, goodbye. And then cue the I, like off. for that cold open, I don't even need anyone else there. Like, just make it a solid Roland cold open. Like, Kojo sitting right there, just like waiting, waiting for his piece of meat. Yeah, and then like watches Nolan run away. Yeah. that would be honestly like nolan running away tim running after him and like kojo just chewing on a piece of meat next to the grill and the theme song plays oh my gosh (laughs) that's perfect of course it it would be really awkward for nolan to just be like at tim's just like cooking meat but like hey it could work it could work maybe they're like prepping for a barbecue or something just no one else is there yeah you know or I don't know or like other people if they like if the camera panned like into Tim's house to just show it for a dramatic effect of Nolan actually like running out or you know like escaping watch it'd be like he'd open the door there's like gray and you know everyone else and then yeah he's just like oh hi <laughs> I love it so, I love I it uh Carrie what's a Berlin like scene that you want to Watch. Well, aside from that one that I just like <laughs> talked about now, um, I just really want, I mean, I just want another episode where they ride together, especially if Nolan is like a T.O. Um, and I just want more of like the bro part of Brolin, like, like Emily said, like them as like friends or, you know, whatever term they want to, you know, put on it would be cool to see. And then Martha, I am so here for karaoke. Uh, mostly because I also just really want to see like Dylan and Melissa sing. But hey. I'd still be here for um for Eric doing a thing. Or like if you know, if if Tim has to do it, then John has to do it too. You know, like just the both of them being forced to to sing a song. I wanna know what karaoke song John Nolan would sing. Like aside from his duet with Tim, something from the eighties. We were like, yeah. we, we were like making a list in our rewatch chat like some time mm-hmm. ago. I can't remember which one that we said was for Nolan. Like, I think maybe we talked about maybe a country song or something. Yeah, yeah I, have I could see. a list. <laughs> I have a list. I have a <laughs> Nolan down for life is a highway. I feel like he would rock that song a little. bit. Um, I don't know why I've always imagined <laughs> Nolan as like this. I don't want to say like I imagine him singing like some like rock song or something from like <laughs> way back in the day. I could be like really, really 
not mean but kind of darkly mean and be like living on a prayer <laughs> yes no yeah, one thinks. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah um see so, you now i would like to see you know how we saw lucy and nolan talking about tim and like lucy wanting no one to be uh like her wanting no one support when i came to tim and his ways i would like to see it kind of be like opposite so like tim's asking no one about lucy like which we've already seen but i don't want it to be like the way that he's like checking in on her it's almost like how do i deal with her like in quotes um you know like if she is having a bad day or if she you know is just kind of like annoying him or something yeah um then maybe that's how like chelsea's idea could be worked in of like Mm -hmm. how he inadvertently finds out that they're yeah or that lucy and nolan were a a thing yeah an idea just popped into my head okay so imagine this okay so tim and lucy they take kojo on a hike and it's like really early in the morning because i think i think a lot of us agree that tim's a morning person and so lucy's like okay i want to go but it's like really early but Lucy's not a morning person. And then Tim's like, oh my gosh, like complaining to Nolan, you know, just, you know, whatever. Saying like, oh, Lucy's like has a really bad attitude in the morning, da, 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 da. And then Nolan would be like, oh, like, you know, she's usually, what I usually do is da, 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 da. And Tim's like, what do you mean you usually, or you would? Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> that cold opening. Love it. <laughs> Please, we have we have came off with like two or three cold openings and storylines for the rookie. Like, come on, rookie season five, let's go. Let's go. We've got some Brolin scenes for you. Well, I'm kind of like Martha, like, and I, I did just like when uh, Carrie was talking, when they were talking about like the karaoke stuff, and she mentioned seeing Dylan and Melissa, I started thinking, like, um, can we see like him, Tamara, and Lucy doing karaoke together? <laughs> That'd be fun. Ooh, what would yes. be their karaoke song? That needs Ooh. to happen. Or even Angela, Tamara, and Lucy, like making a girl yeah. thing. Yeah. But I've always wanted to be like this Tim, Tamara, and Lucy scene, almost like we did like in the finale. Because I should have mm-hmm. you think it's almost like a little family <laughs> like Jimford and their daughter I don't know what their song would be though I, I started no thinking idea. Lady Marmalade isn't it sung by three people yeah but it's not a good song it's for not... it to be the three of them yeah that was more or less like my thought for maybe Angela and them <laughs> yeah rather than Tim mm-hmm. and them but I don't really know don't what know. Tim and them I feel like Tim and Lucy would sing like I don't even know. It'd be a duet of some kind, like a lovey-dovey duet. Yeah. My choice is if I never knew you for Tim and Lucy. Oh, that's mine. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Trying to think of like a three-person song though. Now that, I don't know, it would have to be me. something that's like current enough, but like yeah, not even like. like- a three-person track or something i don't yeah. know yeah i mean it wouldn't even have to be three-person but it would have just, to be something that's like good for them yeah yes yeah, upbeat that for stuff. sure definitely upbeat um yeah, it'd have to be funny <laughs> not yeah not too angsty 
Maybe something from like a Disney soundtrack. Oh, what about um, <laughs> what about uh, the name of it is escaping me. But in uh, Frozen, when Anna's like, "Do you want to build a snowman?" I guess let it go. <laughs> no, no. Um, in the door. Little... Yeah, love's an open door. Snowman. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. That one. That, that would... one. Yeah. And Tamara kind of like gets in on it too. Yeah. Yes. yes. She yeah. starts singing it, and then she goes around and like hands Lucy the mic. Yeah. Intent, like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Rookie season five, we've got it written out. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone have any other thoughts on all the Brolin moments? There was quite a bit. Well, quite a bit, and then we kind of came up with some. So, you know, can always count on us for some chaotic thoughts. Um, but yeah, you guys can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk, the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us all individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstarkade04. Uh, I'm at Carrie Hyman. You can find the rookie rewatch at rewatch underscore rookie. Um, Emily, what is your Twitter handle? It's Emily8174. And Chelsea? At Ellerad underscore 519. And Martha. Maddie Jackson 27. Yeah, so we will be around on the Twitterverse causing chaos, doing rewatches, um, posting parallels, and yeah. Um, but next week we'll be doing something a little different, um, similar to what Carrie and I did with the Ugly Truth. We'll be highlighting... Um, nathan's parts and doing kind of a season we'll be watching a season five episode of castle with our good friend lauren from the locker room so that'll be an interesting episode to rewatch. i've never seen castle um and i'm kind of going into the show blind so i've seen bits and pieces on different networks that like to air it at like two o'clock in the morning but yeah i've seen bits and pieces too but never like sat down for a full hour episode or well i did but like i didn't finish it so i have not i have not seen a full episode all the way through so yeah so it'll be fun um but yeah until then you know we'll see you guys on twitter bye everyone bye go get them boo